Shalom to all. Today's office is Yudushin Ein Test. We are starting Ein Chesamud Beis on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Merim Sarah, Basri Yaakov Moshe, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Freidachai Bela, Basri Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah. And Bishos Yeshua Aaron Ben Henshi Bela, he should be Zechah to find a Zivug Hagon Bikar of Mamish. All right now, I'm Yisrael Nizi Yeshua Gedalus. Let's not forget about Achinu Kol Beis Yisrael and Asuna Batzar Veshivya. Let's learn Adam Bishosam and for the Geulah Shleim Vamites Bimheir of Yomenu. And it's with great excitement that we near the end of the Masech then all of Seder Nashim and Be'ezus Hashem this Thursday Parshas Vayera November 2nd we're going to be making a grand scene in Eretz Yisrael everyone is not only invited but also encouraged to come especially during these times where Am Yisrael needs a chizak and a display of achtos in order to make it for the sit down Suda RSVP either on our site thequicktaf.com or on aldaf.org I'm very much looking forward to celebrating together and the Mishnah says a fellow gave Roshos to a shliach to be Mekadosh's daughter and let's say Ruvain told Shimon I want you to accept Kiddushin for my daughter but then he himself, the father, went and accepted Kiddushin for his daughter. Same like Kidmu, if the father's Kiddushin came first, Kiddushin Kiddushin. So his Kiddushin is valid and the Shleich is not. And if his Shleich came first, Kiddushin Kiddushin, so the Shleich's Kiddushin is valid and the father's is not. And if it's not known which one came first, both of them have to give a get, meaning both husbands that gave Kiddushin for this girl have to give a get to her. But if they want, one of them could give a get and the other one could marry her. Similarly, a woman gave her shows to a Shleich to accept Kiddushin for her. And she went and accepted Kiddushin for herself. So if she accepted Kiddushin for herself before her Shleich accepted Kiddushin for her Kiddushin, so her Kiddushin is valid and the Shleich says not. If her Shleich's Kiddushin came before hers, Kiddushav Kiddushin, his Kiddushin is valid and hers is not. If they don't know, both of these husbands have to give her a get, but if they want, one of them can give her a get and the other one can marry her. The Gemara clarifies, we have to have both of these cases even though they seem to be the same exact thing. If we had only the case of him, meaning the father appointing a shleach to accept Kiddushin for his daughter, and we said if the father's Kiddushin came first, that's valid, and the shleach's Kiddushin is not valid, I might say that's the case. That's because a man, he's expert in matters of Yuchsin, and therefore when the father accepts Kiddushin for his daughter, he definitely accepts Kiddushin from a man who is Miyuchis, and therefore he intended to be Mavatal Shlichos. But a woman, do like him, she's not an expert in matters of Yuchsin, and I might say, that her Kiddushin is not valid, and the only reason why she accepted Kiddushin for herself was just in case her shleach doesn't find somebody, so at least she has a backup, she can marry the guy she accepted Kiddushin from. But she intended that if her shliach, who's a man, does accept Kiddushin for at the end of the day, then his Kiddushin is going to be valid even if it comes after hers. So that's why we have to say that no, even when we're dealing with a woman, if she accepts Kiddushin before her shliach, so her Kiddushin is valid. And if we only said by her, I might say the reason why her Kiddushin is valid and not her shliach is Mishum because a woman checks very carefully into the man she's going to be marrying, and therefore when she accepts Kiddushin from him, she intends that she wants her Kiddushin to be valid and not her shliach. When we're talking about the father of the girl, I might say that he doesn't really care. And when he accepted Kiddushin for his daughter, even though it was before the Shlech accepted Kiddushin for her, his intention was that it's only if the Shlech doesn't find somebody, then he wants his own Kiddushin to be valid. But if the Shlech finds somebody, he'd rather the Shlech's Kiddushin be valid. So it's that's why you have to have both of these scenarios. And I want to continue on with similar cases, this time talking about the father and his daughter herself. But before, and let's clarify the various stages a girl goes through on her way to becoming a woman. And the general idea is as follows She's a Katana up until age 12. And during this stage, her father can marry her off, and she is not allowed to marry herself off. At age 12, she becomes a Naira, and her father still is allowed to marry her off. And at 12 and a half, she becomes a Bagaras, which makes her halachically completely independent from her father, and her father is not allowed to marry her off anymore. Now, there is a possibility of her becoming a Bagaras before reaching 12 and a half if she displays certain signs of physical maturity. Now, in the following Gemara, the concept of Chazaka is going to play a major role. And we've encountered this many times before, but just for review, Chazaka is the presumption that something or someone is currently at its last known status. And this has real halachic implications. For example, on the previous one, we learned that if someone was born as a Kasher, his Chazaka is that he 
he's kosher, and his father is not believed to say that he's a mamzer. We would need two adim to remove this chazaka of kashras from him. Now, bearing that in mind, the Gemara says, Itmar was stated, her father was Makadish along the way, and she was Makadish herself in the city on the same day by Rabbi Garis. And it turns out that today, the day that she accepted Kiddushin, she's a Bagaris, which means we checked her today and we saw that she reached the stage of Bagras. So Rav Amrav says, Right now we have a Bagaris in front of us. And that means that we assume that the entire day she was a Bagaris and her father's Kiddushin is not valid, hers is valid. Ushmul and Shmuel says, We have to be Chashish for both of their Kiddushins. In other words, the key factor in Shmuel is that a current Chazaka does not work retroactively. Just because we discovered she's a Bagaris now, that doesn't mean earlier in the day she was a Bagaris, and therefore it's possible that she was a Nara in the morning and her father's Kiddushin was valid. So that's why we have to be Chashish for both of their Kiddushins. So we analyze this. Amos, when exactly did this take place? Elim, if you want to say, it was within the six months between Nairus and Bagros. Bahane Marav, in that case, Rav would say, that she's a Bagaris in front of us, and that we assume she was a Bagaris the whole day. Hashu the Bagra. We would only assume that she became a Bagaris right now. Her Chazaka is that she's a Nara. So if we checked right now and it turns out she's a Bagaris, we would assume that she's only Bagaris right now. Now, and that would mean that the father's kiddushin is valid and not hers. So, Ella, rather, you want to say la'achar shisha that we're talking about after six months, meaning she's past twelve and a half. Bahaneim of Shmuel chashin l'kiddushin shneim. In that case, would Shmuel say that we have to be chashin for both of their kiddushin? Ba'amr Shmuel Shmuel says ein be naris labagros el There's only six months in between naris and bagros, and therefore, once she's past twelve and a half, we assume that she's a bagaras, and therefore her father's kiddushin would for sure not be valid. We shouldn't be chashin for both of them. Or says loy tzricha the kaddish bahu yaima demashlam shisha. These two kiddushins, hers and her father's, happened on the day that. That she completes that six months. So anytime during that day, she's slated to become a Bagaris. Rav Amarav says, We have a Bagaris in front of us because we checked her and we saw she was a Bagaris. I mean, the Hashna Bagaris, but it's Afrinai Bagaris. That means right now, since we found her to be a Bagaris, we assume that in the morning also she was a Bagaris and her father's Kiddushin is not valid. Shmuel says, Right now she only brought Simonim, and that doesn't necessarily mean that earlier in the day she had brought Simonim, and therefore we assume that she was a Naira in the morning, and that's when her father accepted Kiddushin for her, and so we have to be Chashish for both of their Kiddushins. Nothing more asked. Shmuel, Mikvah. Shmuel's shita over here, why is that any different than the case of a mikvah? What's that case? It not. We have a mission that says, mikvah A mikvah that was measured and it turned out that it was lacking. It wasn't 40 saw. We need a mikvah to be 40 saw of water in order for it to be kosher. And we measured it and we found that it was less than 40 saw. So call to Ashanaswa Gabav Mafreya, any tyrus that were done on this mikvah retroactively, meaning any kalim that were tame and that were immersed in this mikvah previously, whether we're dealing with a mikvah in Roshasayachid or a mikvah in Roshasarabim, Tameis, we say that they're tame. And the question is, according to Shmuel, why is that? And obviously Shmuel agrees with this, but why would he? Since we measure the mikvah right now, and only now is found to be a possible mikvah, why does that mean that retroactively was also possible? Retroactively, we should assume that it's kosher, and the mela, anything that was immersed in this mikvah, should be considered tahar. So my answer is no. Shani Hasim, in that case, is different. We could say, that we keep the tame kalim on their chazaka, and they were always tame, so that's why the kalim are still considered tame. And the imrile taval, and we would say, therefore, that they weren't immersed in a kosher mikvah. As the adarab, the opposite should be true. Why don't we say the mikvah retains its Original chazaka, and we'll say that when those kalim were immersed in the mikvah, it wasn't chaser then. It says the Gemara, we can't say that because I read chaser l'fanecha. Right now, the mikvah is chaser in front of us, and therefore we can't necessarily say that the kalim were immersed in a kosher mikvah. As the Gemara finds, so too over here in the case of bagaris, how bagaris l'fanecha? You have a bagaris right in front of you, so why don't we assume that earlier in that day as well? Remember, it's the last day of the six months. She became bagaris earlier. So the Gemara says, no, hashu the bagra. We only assume that she became bagaris right now when we checked her. As the Gemara finds, so hashu the chaser. Why don't we say that right now when we 
measure the mikvah, that's when it became chaser, and not previously. So our answer is, here's the distinction between the cases. Hasam, tarti l'reyasa, Over there, when we're dealing with the mikvah, there's two reyases, two negatives, against the tahara of these kalim, as opposed to over here by Abagaris, so there's only one reyasa. In other words, there are two X's against the tahara side. First of all, we have the chazaka of the kalim, that they were tamay, until proven otherwise, and we have the karn chazaka of the mikvah, that it's chaser. So that's why even Shmuel agrees in that case, that the kalim are considered tamay. However, by the girl, there's only one X. She's currently a bagaras, but that doesn't necessarily say that retroactively, she was a bagaras as well. Now, another similar question, Shmuel according to Shmuel's opinion over here in the case of bagaras, why is it different than the case of a barrel? A person was checking a barrel that he had in order to constantly use it to separate truma. For example, he has a huge barrel of wine and it's tevel, and he uses this barrel to be truma for other wine that he has. So every time he goes into his cellar and opens up a new barrel of wine, instead of taking off truma from that new barrel of wine, he says, the truma for this barrel of wine that I'm opening right now should be in this barrel that I have in my house. And he checks his barrel of wine that he has in his house every once in a while, and he constantly has to make sure that it didn't become vinegar. Now, it turns out afterwards that it became vinegar. So, from now and three days backwards, we say for sure it was chaymetz, for sure it was vinegar. From then on, meaning from three days ago, and more than that, four, five, six, and seven days ago, Suffolk, we say it's a Suffolk, we're not so sure if it was chaymetz then. And we still develop our question on Shmuel, we ask to steer from the case of chavis onto the case of mikvah. Why in one case we're saying it's vade, and why in one case we're saying it's a Suffolk? According to some Gersaritis, Rechanin Misura, Mantan Chavis, who's the Mantan of this Bryce of Chavis? Rib Shemini, it's Rib Shemin. The Gabi Mikva Nami Sveka Mashvi, that even in the case of Mikvah, he said it's a Suffolk, and it's not a Vadai. The Tanya of a Bryce, called Harashanas or Gabov, any Taharis that were immersed in this Mikvah, Lemafreya, retroactively, Bimbershusayach, Bimbershusarabim, it doesn't make a difference if the Mikvah is in Rishusayach or Rishusarabim, Tameus, we say that they're Tame. However, Rib Shemin, Rib Shemin says, Rishusarabim, Tahai Rice. If his Mikvah was in Rishusarabim, we say that they're Tahar. That's because anytime we have a Suffolk Toma in Rishusarabim, we say that it's Tahar. We're Makal. However, Rishusayach, if the Mikvah was in so then we're tile their din, which means we suspend their judgment. In other words, it's a suffix. So that's why this bris is slightly different than the case of mikvah, because it's Reb Shemin. We say for sure that everything was considered tevelim afreya, and not that it was a suffix. And this is where the question on Shmuel is coming from. Clearly, Shmuel would hold like the Rabbanon and not like Reb Shemin, because he would go like the Rabbim and not like the Yachid. So we see that based off of what its current chazaka is, that it's chaymetz, it's vinegar, we would say that, that goes retroactively as well. Why would Shmuel hold that? So my answer is, Shanyas, my case is different. Because we say that tevel, that he wanted to separate its truma from this barrel always had a chazak of tevel. But Melania Takin will say that it was never fixed up. So the Gemara asks a similar question like what we asked by Mikvah. Adraba, why don't we say the opposite? Why don't we establish the wine on its last known chazak of Emerloi Hichmetz and say that it didn't become chaymetz until right now when we checked it? Ask the Gemara, how could you say that? It's chaymetz right in front of you. So we say, okay, fine. So what about the case of Bagaras? Why don't we say the same thing by the Bagaras? Right now she became Bagaras. She's Bagaras in front of us, which means that retroactively earlier in the day she was a Bagaras also. It says, no, Hashi. The Bagra, we would say she only became Bagaris now and not earlier in the day. So where it says, fine, Hachanami, Hashtu Udachmet. Why don't we say that right now the barrel became Chaimet and not previously? So once again, the Gemara gives a similar answer. Hasam Tati Lereyasa, whereas Hacha, Chad Lereyasa, Huda Ika. Over there in the case of wine being used as Truma, there's two negatives. First of all, we have that the original food was always Tevel, unless we could prove otherwise. And we have the Karn Chazaka that the wine is Chaimet. However, over here in the case of Bagaris, there's only one Reyasa, and that's why Shmuel holds differently in these two cases. Now the Gemara suggests, name it let's say this Machlek is meaning let's say this Machlek is Rav and Shmuel. Is really we quote a brisa, and this brisa refers to a shchivmeira, a deathly ill person who wrote over all of his nachasim to somebody. Then he turns out that he lived. Mazel tov. Now, in such a case, we say that it's apparent that the reason why he gave all of his nachasim away without leaving anything for himself is because he thought he was going to die. But since he didn't die, he obviously had no intent to give anything away, and therefore he could keep his stuff. Now, in the case of the brisa, the beneficiaries of the gift claim that he gave it to them when he was healthy and not a shchivmeira, and therefore this stuff of his is rightfully theirs. So we pick up with the brisa saying, "Me, my, to me, on me. Who has to take out from whom?" 
meaning who has to bring the proof that he's right. So who might be Adam Raya? He, the previous Shemira, could take it away from them without having to bring a proof, meaning even if they had taken an Achasim from him, he could take them back without having to bring a proof. He could just simply claim that he was a Shemira and he gets it back. But Vahain, Ein Matzim Raya, they can't take it from him without a proof, meaning if he still has an Achasim and they claim, hey, fork it over, we have the Shtar that says you give us our Achasim, but he claims that he was a Shemira, they can't take it away without proving that he was a Shemira. Divir Abyakov, that's Abyakov's opinion. Now, Rabnasan says, Imbarihu, if he's healthy right now, of so he has to bring a riot that he was a Shiv when he wrote over his Nechassim to them. If he's currently Shiv so it's incumbent upon them to bring a raya that he was healthy when he wrote the Shtar to them. Let's say that Rav holds a Krav that whatever the current Chazaka is, we say that always was like that, where Shmuel says like Rav Yaakov, because Rav Yaakov clearly holds we don't work backwards with Chazaka. So Mar says, no, it's not a raya. Rav will tell you, I know that I'm Rav Yaakov, Rav Yaakov. I can even hold like Rav Yaakov, because I can't look up Rav Yaakov Hasam. The only reason why Rav Yaakov over there says that the Shemirah can take his stuff back from them without having to bring a raya is because the Ikalim are having Mamal Chazkasai. We have another Chazaka, we could say that the money was always in the Chazaka of this fellow who claims he was a Shemirah. So even though these other people now have that money, the Chazaka is that it was always the Shemirahs. In the case of Bagaris, do we say that we keep the Guf on its Chazaka and that she was always a Naira? You're right, she always was a Naira, but since this is the last day and she's slated to become a Bagaris anytime during this day, so we don't necessarily say that she has her Cheska's Nairas anymore. And Ushmo would say, I know that I'm I can even say like Rabnasan because I can't like Rabnasan Hasam. Rabnasan only says Sheet over there by Shemirah to call the Chazaka's Brim Kaimi because the majority of people are Bechaskas that they're healthy and that they're not Shechiv Meiraz. And Mandukum Mapik Nafshim Chazaka, someone who wants to take himself out of this Chazaka that he's healthy, Havalila Suiraya. So he would have to bring a Raya that he was a Shechiv Meiraz. We don't assume that a person was a Shechiv Meiraz at some point in time if we see that he's currently healthy because the majority of people are healthy. Avalhacha, but if you're in the case of the Bagaris, Mikam Mafka Nafshim Chazaka the Kameh, are we really removing herself from a previously known Chazaka? You're right. Even though the last day of the six months she's slated to become a Bagaris, still her last known Chazaka is that she's a Naira. And just because we found that she's a Bagaris right now, let's say in the afternoon, that doesn't mean that in the morning she was a Bagaris. And we would assume that she's still a Naira. So if it's not necessarily Machlekes Tanoim, and the Gemara continues the Makani Tanoi, let's say Machlekes Rav and Shmuel is like the following Tanoim. We have a Brisa that says Kitcho Vibadarach if a father was Makadish her along the way, the Kitcho Atzma Vayir, and she was Makadish herself in the city, Vahariy Bagaris, and she's a Bagaris right now. We check Tanachada one Tana teaches Hariy Bagaris Lefanenu, she's a Bagaris right in front of us, which means that we assume she always was a Bagaris. But Tanya Idach another Brisa says Chashin Lekedushish Neim, we have to be Chashish for both of their Kedushins. So my love Chalik Rav Chalik Shmuel, what did that tell us? That one of these Brisas is like Rav, and one of them is like Shmuel, because that's actually what Rav and Shmuel said. That's a case that we're coming. On. Sigmar says, Lie, that's not a raya, either be the Kishmul. Both of these brises are like Shmuel, and there's no steer between them. The brise that we say about Rei, he Bagaris, that she's Bagaris, and we only pay attention to her Kiddushin and not her father's, is where she's contradicting her father, as she's saying, Hello, I was a Bagaris yesterday already. So that's how we go with her Kiddushin. But the second brise where we say it's a suffix is where she's not contradicting him, so there it's a real suffix. Ask Sigmar, fine. So, why don't we say, since these brises aren't arguing, I'm a Rei Namile Pligi? Why don't we say that Rav and Shmuel aren't arguing either, and they're just talking about two separate cases? Sigmar says, no, but Tisper, would you really say that? We have a story with Rav Yosef Rav Menashe from Deville. Ovad of the Kavasi de Rav, he passed in a real case like Rav, the Ikbit Shmuel, and Shmuel's Makbit. He got upset about this. The Amr and Shmuel commented, Everyone in the world was granted a small Kav, a small measurement. And this Rav, Rav Yosef Rav Menashe from Deville, he was given a large measurement. And what Shmuel was saying is that every time Chacham feels that he has a Kav Zuta, only a small measurement of wisdom, he doesn't feel comfortable being Makal and Paskining in such a case, which says for sure that the daughter's condition was valid. And not her father's. And clearly, Yosef Rader of Nashimidville thinks that he got a Kavarabba, a lot of wisdom, and he's very comfortable being Makal. Now, if you want to say that Rav and Shmuel aren't arguing, they're just talking about two different cases, so am I Makbid? Why did Shmuel get upset about this? So Gemara suggests, no, it's not necessarily right because Delmaki Ovid Ovdo Machashtoi. Maybe the case of Yosef Rader of Nashimidville Paskinin is in the case of Machashtoi, and that's why Shmuel got upset. Now, Machlik is we Paskin like.
like Amar Marzot Shul Ravashi, Amar Marzot Shul Ravashi. Halach Amar Meimar. This is what Meimar said. Halach Sakavasi de Shmuel. The Halach like Rav Shmuel. Where's Ravashi Amar? Halach Sakavasi de Rav. The Halach like Rav. The Halach Sakavasi de Rav. And bottom line is we pass on like Rav. Moving on to brand new Mishnah. Continue to talk about Chazaka. Mishi Yata Huva Ishtal Medinas Hayam. And he went overseas with his wife. Maybe he wanted to do Shlichos or some sort of business opportunity. Uban. Then he comes back way later on. Huva Ishtai Ubanov. Him, his wife, and some children in tow. Bomber he says as follows. Isha Shiyatsa Imi Medinas Hayam. That woman who went with me overseas. Harehizu. It's this one right here. The Ilubanehan. These are our children. Saints are Chlavi right. It doesn't have to bring a raya loyal isha loyal abanim. Meaning it doesn't have to prove that this woman that's with him is a kshera. We assume that it's the same woman that he married, and we know that he checked into her when he married her that she was kosher. And he doesn't have to prove that the children are kshera. And the Gemara is going to explain this referring to a case where they're little kids and they're following her like little kids follow their mother. They're jumping on her, pulling her skirt and her tichel. And so it's obviously these are our children. So we say everyone's kosher here. However, let's say he comes back without a wife, but he has children, and he says Mesa, my wife died overseas but these are her children. So maybe Raya Albanim, he has to bring a Raya about these children proving that they're from that wife. He doesn't have to bring a Raya about the wife because again, we know that this wife of his was a Kshera. Now let's say he comes back with a wife and children and he says, I married a different wife overseas, meaning my previous wife died and I married a new one and I raised you, this is the wife I married overseas and these are our children. So maybe Raya Al-Isha, he has to bring a Raya about this woman that she's a Kshera because we don't know anything about her. He married her overseas. But he doesn't have to bring a Raya about the children and again, this is talking about where the children are little kids and they're following this woman. So we assume that they're her children. And as long as we can prove that the mother's a kshera, so the children are kosher as well. Now, let's say he says, Mesa, this wife that I married overseas died. And these are her children. So it's He has to bring a raya about the wife and about the children. He first has to prove that the wife that he married overseas was a kshera. And then he has to prove that these are her children in order to prove that they're kshera. And Omar Abarafuna, Rabbi Abarafuna clarifies, like we explained in the Mishnah, it has to be that they're following after her. They're tagging along like little kids tag along after their mother. So then it's obvious that she's their mother. Let's say the fellow comes and he says, I'm married a new wife overseas. Maybe Raya Isha. He has to bring Raya about the woman that she's a Ksheira, but he doesn't have to bring a Raya about the children. But now, for the clarification of this, he has to bring a Raya regarding older children, but not regarding the younger children. The younger children, as we said, they're tagging along. They treat her like their mother. They're jumping on her, pulling at her tichel, so on and so forth. So it's obvious that they're her kids. But the older ones who aren't like that, we don't necessarily know if they're her children. So he has to bring a Raya about those older ones. Now, for the qualification of this, when was it said, that's only if he has one wife. But if he claims that he had two wives and he only brought one back with him, maybe Raya Isha Val upon him. So he has to bring Raya both about his wife and about the children, both on the older ones and on the younger ones. Because since he said that he married two women and one of them died overseas, so first of all, he has to prove that the woman that he married is a Ksheira. And the Chiddush over here is that he even has to prove in regards to the small kids, because just because these small kids are following this woman like their mother and they're pulling out her tichel and they're jumping on her and pulling her skirt, that doesn't mean that they're her children. It's possible that they're children of the other wife, and since the other wife died, the second one raised them like a good Yiddish mama would. But that doesn't mean that they're her children, so that's why we have to bring a proof regarding everyone, both the wife and the older kids and the younger kids. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about these cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.